You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Good to have you guys here. On today's show, we are going to get you set for all the action happening this weekend in the uh, Sweet 16. Obviously, two SEC schools still alive, the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Arkansas Razorbacks. We're going to talk with our buddy John Neighbors here in just a second, who hosts Locked on Hogs. And, of course, we'll catch up with uh, Locked on Bama host Luke Robinson in just a bit to talk about the Alabama Crimson Tide. But do want to remind you, I am Chris Gordy. Make sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcast. you get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each and every day. Here for you five days a week. All right, let's jump right into it. Sweet 16 happening this weekend. The Arkansas Razorbacks still alive. Pleasure now to be joined by the one and only John Neighbors, host of uh, Locked On uh, Hogs, covering all things Arkansas Razorbacks. Locked On Razorbacks is the uh, podcast. Locked On Hogs is the uh, Twitter handle. And uh, plenty of good things going on with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Obviously, they will have the uh, be in the Sweet 16 happening this weekend, Saturday night around 625 Central, 725 Central. Eastern on TBS, it'll be 15-seed Oral Roberts taking on three-seed Arkansas. And joining us now to talk about it is our buddy John Neighbors. John, I know you're up there in Indianapolis. What's it been like up there the last week or so? Well, I've never been to Indianapolis before until this point in time. And i got to say, it's pretty awesome. I mean, it's a really cool city. Uh, it's very interesting because I know that with COVID restric- restrictions, it doesn't le- really leave a lot of room for people to actually come to the games, or at least as many as normal. But it's just wild because you had 68 teams in this one city and all fans from all across the country coming into this one city. So it's actually kind of a cool thing because I run into Oregon State fans. I've run into Florida fans. I've run into, uh, you know, just Creighton fans. It's just so many different people. So it's a really cool atmosphere and a really cool place, and I'm enjoying it. We, we knew coming in that, you know, obviously Arkansas and, and Alabama were going to be two of the – top seeds from the SEC. So I, I don't know if I'd say we're surprised we're that both of them are here, but does it feel like Arkansas a little bit fortunate to be here after a, a little bit of a scare in the tournament? Oh, well, 100%, because as something that we've discussed on my podcast, and I can't remember if we discussed on your podcast either, but Arkansas has not made the Sweet 16 since 1996. It's been 25 years. And to put that even into more perspective, every single SEC team has made the Sweet 16 since Arkansas last did, which is weird because a lot of people outside of Arkansas would say, hey, Razorback basketball is the second-best program in the SEC or maybe the second-best job in the SEC behind Kentucky. So the fact that it's been that long is just truly incredible. And so Razorback fans looked at even going into this tournament because it has been so long that they're not guaranteeing anything. They don't feel good about anything. Until they actually get to the Sweet 16, they're not buying into any of it. And luckily for Arkansas fans, they finally made it. It's no longer a hope. It was no longer a talk. They got to this point, and they're not done yet. Yeah, we, we, uh, we're we going to talk Alabama just a little bit with Luke Robinson. And, you know, I think they feel a little bit fortunate that they're playing a, a double-digit seed. And here is Arkansas now facing, you know, a tough Oral Roberts team, but also a team that, look, they're going to be heavy favorites against, a team that they should beat 
What do you think the mindset of this team is right now uh, with a very winnable game coming up on Saturday? Well, here's the thing that a lot of people don't even realize, too. Arkansas actually has already played Oral Roberts right. back in the non-conference. Like, they faced off and Arkansas won. Now, they were down 10 at halftime in Fayetteville, but they stormed back and they ended up getting a victory. And it was just – I went back and watched the highlights of that game, and it's incredible to see how different this Arkansas team is from then. For, to put it into perspective, Jalen Williams, who started for Arkansas this past game against Texas Tech, who's a true freshman, and Debo Davis, who has been pivotal in Arkansas, especially defensively, and has been big. He started as well. Neither of them even played in that game. I think Devo Davis maybe got a couple minutes, but Jalen Williams didn't even play. So you're talking about two guys where at that point in time they weren't even getting minutes to now they're starting for the Razorbacks. It's just a complete transition of a team. So I think Razorback fans are feeling extremely confident, almost to the point to where if they don't make the Elite Eight, it's going to be kind of a disappointment because nothing against Oral Roberts, but they are a 15th seed. Eric Musselman's had a lot more days to prepare for this team. They are familiar with them. And Arkansas, it's amazing if you just look at the games that they've had this year. The They've only had, really had two losses really in the past, I'd say, three months. And two of those losses came to Oklahoma State on the road during the SEC Big 12 Challenge where Cade Cunningham made a big basket at the end and they only lost by four. And the other one was in the SEC tournament against LSU where they didn't even have Jalen Williams. So it's just they're, they're such a hot team right now that they're just not losing. So it would be kind of a damper if it's like, oh, you beat a team like Colgate, you beat a team like Texas Tech, but then you're going to lose the Oral Roberts. Like, it, it's just not happening. So confidence is high, and I think Razorback fans are feeling like if they don't make it to the Elite Eight, it's going to be disappointing. It is funny. I saw some people pointing out that, uh, you know, there were some critical of uh, Arkansas's non-conference schedule, and then you get to the tournament, you turn around and look, oh, yeah, they had a win over Oral Roberts. They had a win over Abilene Christian. It was all these teams that made the tournament and uh, and were successful in the tournament. And, uh, you know, sure enough, here we are now being battle-tested obviously helps you. Um Talk a little bit about some of the personnel here. You, you, you talk about some of the freshmen who stepped up and are now starters, but for those outside looking in, I mean, Moses Moody has been the, the fantastic, you know, the star, I guess, that's going to be, you know, a top 10 draft pick and all that kind of stuff. But talk about Justin Smith, how important it is that he gets going and he gets off to a good start because he's so important to this team. Yeah, Justin Smith has been awesome. I mean, he's got 49 points in the two tournament games so far. He's just been electric but the thing that he does is that he's just so good at everything like it, it, now obviously he's not a three-point shooter necessarily he can but he's six foot seven he's athletic he's speedy but he's also strong so it, it's a matter where if you need him to play post he'll play post he can step out and hit a jump shot he can hit a hook shot he can go in the lane and dunk it he can hit layups he can hit free throws defensively he can go up against your big man he can go up against your power he, he just does it all where he's really hard to prepare for because it's like all right so who do we put on this guy you know do we put our big man to try to you know slow him down a little bit not let anything go over top okay well he's going to go around you all right well do we put our maybe one of our quicker guys on him that's smaller that's able to counteract that well he's going to go over top of you. he's just been so good at doing the things that no matter what you throw at him he gets ready for it like he's the biggest addition to this team and it's just incredible that like when he transferred from indiana this past year a lot of people said, oh, well, you can have him. He ain't that good. It's no big deal. It's like, well, Razorback fans are very thankful for it because if it's not for Justin Smith, 
Arkansas is not in the Sweet 16. They're probably not even a, a three seed at this point if it wasn't for the way he's been playing. Talking with our buddy John Neighbors, a host of Locked on Razorbacks. And, uh, John, look, I know the team can't look ahead, but we as fans can look ahead. Um, do you start to peek a little bit at that Baylor-Villanova te- game and maybe kind of hope for Villanova to knock off Baylor? Or do you say, hey, if Arkansas wins, so be it. Bring on the number one seed. I mean, you're, you're just going to have to look at it no matter what. Because let's be honest, you got Baylor, who's arguably the best team left this tournament. I know people feel good about Gonzaga, and rightfully so. But Baylor's definitely right there in the mix of them. And then you have Villanova, coached by Jay Wright, who's won championships before at Villanova and is always good. So no matter what, let's be honest, if Arkansas faces Baylor or Villanova, they're probably not going to be the favorite just because of the teams and the coaches and all of that. Not to say they can't win, but as far as Razorback fans and how they're looking at it, they don't really care. You know, if it's Baylor, fine. If it's Villanova, fine. But either way, you're going to have to make sure that you're ready for them. And so – you know, I, I think that if Arkansas goes up against Baylor, I'm not saying that Arkansas would win. But I am saying that when it came to the number one seeds, matchup-wise, Baylor and Arkansas might be the best one for the Razorbacks, just matchup-wise. Uh, if it ends up being Villanova, you obviously feel a little bit better about it because Villanova's not the same team that they were a couple years ago. But they're still Jay Wright. They're still well-coached. They're still a, a very solid program. So you may not feel as good about it, but I think Razorback fans are just saying, hey, Fedor Roberts, get to the Elite Eight. Whoever it is, just go in guns blazing and hope for the best. I, I guess I haven't looked all the way to the end of the bracket. Is it possible we can get an Arkansas-Alabama uh, championship game? Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine the <laughs> upset people out there in college basketball where two schools, mainly mainly known for their football, I guess, and also two schools that uh, really have not been relevant in basketball for a very long time are in the national championship? I, I – Listen, I wouldn't put it against it. I, I don't know. I just I like Arkansas's chances a little better. If we're talking about getting to the Final Four, I like it just a little bit better because I just think Michigan's going to be a nightmare for Alabama if they end up getting to that point. I think Michigan is really talented and really good. I like Arkansas's chances better. But if that happened and you had Arkansas and Alabama in the national championship game, first off, it would be great to be an Alabama fan because both your football and basketball teams make it to the championship. <laughs> but it would also, it would also be intriguing because it would show – the people who like to make fun of the SEC or laugh at the SEC and all of that shows, hey, we can play basketball down here in the South too. And so it would be a huge statement game and a huge statement for the conference if something like that ended up happening. Well, think of how close we were, John. I mean, LSU was beating Michigan for a good bit of that game. Florida was beating Oral Roberts almost the entire game. I mean, we were really close to having four SEC teams in the Sweet 16. It just wasn't meant to be. But I'll say Florida, they blew it. They should have been. We should have had a rematch between Arkansas and Florida in this game. But I guess for the Razorbacks' sake, uh, they'd much rather Oral Roberts than Florida, I guess. Oh, 100%. And that's what I told people on the show that I did. I was like, Okay, so if I told you you were going to make the Sweet 16, how would you feel? And everyone's like, well, we'd be excited. Okay, so add on top of that, how would you feel about making the Sweet 16 and your opponent in the Sweet 16 game is the 15-seed Oral Roberts? I mean, everyone would sign up for that <laughs> all day, every day. Like, exactly. Like, it, it's like either that or number two-seed Ohio State. It's like, okay, well, you know, that, that doesn't look good. But that's what happens with the tournament and the way things are going. That, And I'm not trying to say that Arkansas is going to overlook them and Arkansas is going to go in and dominate Oral Roberts, but, man, I'm telling you, Eric Musselman's built different. He is, he is a coach that Arkansas hasn't had probably since Eddie Sutton when it comes to being a tactician and knowing how to exploit other teams' weaknesses, knowing how to build up his own team to be successful. 
you know, Nolan Richardson obviously is the iconic coach, but the thing about Nolan Richardson that made him so good is he always had superior talent, and he would run you down. He would run you to death. He would make you think fast, and you wouldn't be able to handle it. But Musselman has this, just this aura about him where he just gets the game of basketball. He understands coaching. He understands matchups. And no matter what, even if Arkansas doesn't win every game, they're going to be in every game. So if Arkansas is able to get past Royal Roberts, say they play Baylor, I think Baylor would probably win. But you know what? It may be a game that finishes up being 76-73, something like that. So people are just confident with Eric Musselman, man. They're confident in what they have. And the fact that they're facing Oral Roberts, it seems like this is this is exactly what you would want if you're Eric Musselman, a team that's not only a very low seed, but also a team that you've already faced, that you've already beaten, and that you feel good about your matchup. Yeah, and tell those Indiana fans to chill out there who are all tweeting out thinking that they're getting Eric Musselman up there. Chill out, Indiana fans. Oh, go, my God. Go, uh, go, go find somebody, some other top assistant that you can go steal and underachieve with. He is John Neighbors. Follow him on Twitter, at Neighbors. Last thing, John, before we let you go, any any thought on uh, Arkansas football so far? I know they've been in the spring practice. I know uh, the O-line wasn't performing very well through the first couple uh, practices, according to Coach Pittman, but – any buzz on what's uh, been transpiring out there on the gridiron? Uh, there's spring football going on right now. I, I didn't even <laughs> notice. Like that, that I'm I'm serious, man. And this is what's crazy about it too. Razorback fans love football. Razorback fans love spring football. Razorback fans want to know about spring football. But with the excitement surrounding basketball, they could not give two rips. Wow. About what's going on in spring football right now, and it has nothing to do with Sam Pittman because there's excitement for football. There's excitement for what Sam Pittman's doing. But basketball's just got everyone else in such a frenzy that everyone's pumped up about it. So I would say not really a whole lot new things. People are interested about K.J. Jefferson as being the new quarterback and him being QB1 in the spring. I think people are interested about some of the new players that have come back. and They're interested to see the development from year one to year two because there were some really good things that Sam Pittman did in year one. Can he capitalize and build upon that in year two? But uh, I will say this, though, because I was looking at some of the stuff going on and some of the schedules and all that. I believe, I believe Arkansas is going to beat Texas in week two. They play the Longhorns in Fayetteville. It's going to be a big game for Steve Sarkeesian. But I feel like our, if Arkansas wins that game in game two, it's going to really, really prop up the rest of the season and have a lot, have a lot of success. But, and again, it's, it's spring practice. It's, it's kind of status quo right now, which is fine. That's a good thing. But, like I said, all in on basketball right now, my man. And, I think there's a lot of Razorback fans that probably don't even know that spring football is going on. Yeah, just to let them know, the baseball team's doing pretty well, too. I know they're not paying attention, but uh, things are going well yeah. for Arkansas Razorbacks right now. John Neighbors, appreciate uh, you uh, giving us the time, man, and uh, we'll catch up soon, and hopefully we'll talk more basketball very soon. All right, man, I appreciate it. Enjoy it. All right, thanks a lot. That's John Neighbors there of the uh, Locked On Razorbacks podcast doing a uh, fantastic job covering the uh, Razorbacks up there in Indianapolis. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk with Luke Robinson of Locked on Bama, get his thoughts on the Alabama Crimson Tide heading into the Sweet 16 weekend. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We've got some Sweet 16 action happening this weekend, and you don't want to sit on the sidelines. You don't want to sit courtside. You want to get in on what is happening. Look, your bracket is probably busted by now. Let's be real. So if you want to get in on some of the action, some of the games this weekend, uh, if you feel like some of the underdogs might be able to pull it off, Bet Online has got you covered. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They got you covered with all the news, the scores, the odds. It is the best way to place your bets. 
and it is free to sign up. Head to their website right now. You can do so on your mobile device, your uh, laptop, your uh, whatever, tablet, anything you got, and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But you got to use our promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. All caps go with Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline. They got all the games going on this weekend. All the lines are already out. You want to do some over-unders. You want to do some straight-up dogs. Whatever you want to do, you can take care of it at BetOnline. They are your online sportsbook experts. Hey, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today. Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of all the local experts. Follow Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Do want to send a uh, special uh, thoughts and prayers to the folks out in uh, North Alabama on the Birmingham area. I know you guys uh, dealt with some tornado activity yesterday and hit some neighborhoods out there. So thoughts and prayers to everybody in that part of the country. Uh, SEC country there, North Alabama, but uh, outside the Birmingham area, just uh, never good. And they're used to that with uh, every, every, seems like every year dealing with some kind of tornado activity in that area. And so thoughts and prayers to uh, everybody out in that area. But let's talk some uh, Alabama hoops with our buddy Luke Robinson. Luke, um, can we just stop with the Alabama success in sports? Because this is getting to be a little bit ridiculous, okay? Yeah, it is getting kind of crazy. I mean, best year ever, right? You, you win the national championship. You win the Heisman. Uh, you win a, uh, every single individual award you can in football, it seems like. Uh, the women's basketball team, they get buried by Maryland in the second round, ironically, but they, they do make it to the NCAAs for the first time in forever. Um, the softball team is kicking butt. Um, Alabama's beating Auburn every which way but loose in every sport, it seems like, this year. And then and then, of course, the basketball team has, has just been – it's been an absolute joy to watch. I just don't know what to say about it. I, as an Alabama fan who struggled through the um, Avery Johnson and Anthony Grant tenures uh, where they promised uh, up-tempo, fun basketball, and it never happened, <laughs> um, it, it was it, – it's been an absolute joy. I can't put it any other way. Yeah, Nate Oates has been. I mean, I, I we thought he was going to have success. Um, you know, at the you know at a bigger school coming over from Buffalo. But my goodness, I don't think anybody foresaw this kind of success. Um, let's talk about this this Alabama team getting ready to take on UCLA on Sunday night. And look, we know UCLA is a double digit seed. UCLA, a historic program. Um, but obviously being a double-digit seed, this is a game where Alabama is, you know, depending on where, or where you look, I think BetOnline's got them around a six, six-and-a-half-point favorite. They should win this game. Um, talk a little bit about this team and, and what you like most about them because it's just like the perfect mix of senior leadership and guys who have been there for a while and just kind of found their role. Yeah, first of all, I do think Alabama should win on uh, Sunday. UCLA's tough, and – you can sort of throw the seeds out to a degree when you get to the Sweet 16, I believe. I mean, maybe Oral Roberts, you don't necessarily need to. But UCLA as an 11 is, is kind of – it's just one of those weird seedings. I mean, look, after the first four or five seeds of, of each bracket, uh, of each direction uh, of the bracket, um, I think it's really kind of a toss-up and – Really, I, I think that there's a lot more. There was a lot more misseeding this year than ever before because of COVID and, and stoppage in play. 
But that being said, yeah, I think Alabama should win this game. Look, they've got a lot of length. They've got a lot of um, attributes that, that former Alabama great teams have had and just Alabama has had as a personality basketball team anyway. For instance, like uh, Alabama's always been kind of a long, country-strong, um, lanky, athletic team. The problem is, for a long time, we didn't have anybody that could shoot the rock. Now we've got dudes that can shoot. Um, you could go back to Keon Ellis, for instance. This is a throwback to the Wimp Sanderson era to me. I mean, he's a perfect Wimp Sanderson guy. Wimp would have loved him. Plays defense. Doesn't care how many points he scores, but will score if you need him to. He's not scared of anything. He flies around the rim. Um, all those things. Uh, Herb Jones. I mean, look, Herb Jones has a problem converting layups. We all know this. But he does every else well and he doesn't care that he only averages about 12 points a game john petty look i can't figure out even today if john petty's the worst best shooter i've ever seen or the best worst shooter i've ever seen (laughs) but when john petty's hot he's as good as anybody when he's cold i mean it's pretty awful but what petty has learned to do this year is is make up for it by playing fantastic defense Petty's defense has gone practically unnoticed this year, and that's a shame because that's been the one reason that I think Nate Oates has been able to keep him on the court when he goes in these dry spells is that his defense is so good, you still can't take him off the court. Yeah, it, it's been it's been so fun to watch these guys, and obviously, you know, we know about the 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 defense that Herb Jones brings, and you know, he can, he's just your do it all. I mean, there's there's nights where he just is is everywhere, all over the court. But I think what I like most about this team, Luke, is on any given night, any one of these players can be the points leader. On any given night, somebody steps up and takes a big shot, and that's when you know you have a good team. Where it's not, oh, we're just so reliant on this one guy. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. Uh, Shackelford has had his moment in the sun. Uh, Quinterly is, is really the guy right now. Herb Jones, you know, SEC Player of the Year. John Petty had 10 three-pointers in a game. I mean, you, you know, go down the list. Everybody's had their moment. Keon Ellis, even even uh, Rojas, James Rojas. This is a guy that, it, I mean, he is, he's literally been a walking turnover or a walking foul most of the year. 90% of the time he's playing, the moment he checks in the game, there's going to be a turnover or a foul directly due to him. But against Mississippi State in Starkville, he hit maybe the most crucial three of the season when he hit one to clinch that game and give Alabama the regular season championship. So everybody's had their moment. And that's why I've been saying on the Locked on Bama podcast that, look, I know a lot of people have been down on Petty recently because he's been cold. He got hot for a minute against Maryland. It it was nice to see. I still don't think he's had that game he's about to have. Petty is going to go off against UCLA or against whoever Alabama plays after that. I really, really believe that. He's going to have one of those, you know, knocks home eight three-pointer games. I really believe that. Um, It's Petty's turn uh, in the batter's box, to use another sports metaphor, and I think he's going to knock it out of the park here shortly. Before we let you go, Luke, the um, you know I don't want to look too far ahead, but let's just say Alabama does get past UCLA. Who do you want in the next round? I mean, you got top seed Michigan, who LSU gave all they could handle, and honestly, if LSU had played cleaner down the stretch, probably could have knocked them off, but... Uh, you got Michigan or Florida State. Alabama sports have just dominated Michigan in recent years. This hasn't even been a contest. Uh, who do you? Who would you rather see from a Bama standpoint in the next round? 
I know this is weird, but I'd rather see Michigan. I think Florida State's the most athletic, uh, high-rising team left in the tournament. I mean, they just – they're a dunk city. Uh, USC is probably up there too, but, man, Florida State is just so athletic, and I think they would be able to recover more um, against Alabama's three-point weaponry. But now Michigan, and given the fact I've seen what the rest of the Big Ten has done and that maybe – hey, maybe we overrated the Big Ten a little bit. Yeah, I'd much rather see them because I don't think they're quite as athletic to be able to get out on the perimeter and and guard Alabama. So I I want it to be Alabama beat UCLA, then beat Michigan, and then God help us all when anybody (laughs) plays Gonzaga because they're unbelievable. (laughs) No, they are. Great stuff, Luke. Good to catch up with you, man. And uh, best of luck to the Tide and the Razorbacks this weekend. We'll see if they can both make it to uh, the final or Elite Eight or or Final Four. That'd be certainly awesome to have two SEC teams there. But uh, we'll have to catch up again soon, man. Talk some spring football because, man, I, I saw what one day on the back on the field Nick Saban was already yelling at a media member so uh death taxes and uh Nick Saban going off on the media right uh there's no doubt and look he's kind of loving this I think that this has given him uh, a way (laughs) to get the team refocused the the basketball team is taking all the limelight and then look I can't wait you've got to please tell me you're going to talk about the quote that uh Ed Orgeron had where he said this time, when I hired assistants, I actually interviewed them. Yeah. I've never heard somebody admit that out loud to human ears, and I find this to be the funniest quote I've ever heard, and I want everybody to talk about it. Yeah, I, well, we, we're getting to that. I think he was talking about uh, bringing back Bo Polini. I think when they saw that they had the – when Dave Aranda left so late, he said, ah, let's just go you know, call up uh, – Polini and bring him back. I don't think they interviewed him. I think that's what he was referencing. But judging how the defense looked last year, yeah, he should probably do every interview moving forward. Yeah, it's, but that's the equivalent of saying I did any, meeny, miny, mo to pick my assistant. <laughs> or And then to say it out loud is the equivalent of telling your wife, yes, you're right, that dress does make you look bad. It's just not, you don't say that. <laughs> people can hear it. I I love it. Luke Robinson, host of Locked On Bama. Of course, he's got you covered with everything pertaining to this Bama basketball team as they go on this phenomenal run. Luke, thanks for the time, man. We'll talk again real soon. All right, buddy. Have a good one. All right. Thanks so much. Luke Robinson there does a a fantastic job with the uh, Locked On Bama podcast. And man, they have had their fair share of success of uh, stuff to talk about with the Tide Rolling and, uh, you know, on the football field, the gymnastics, uh, basketball, and Sweet 16 run, and maybe more for this Tide team. We'll see how far they can go. All right, when we return, we are going to go quickly around the conference for some tidbits happening around the SEC. Stay there. We've been telling you guys about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing-tasting, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-in-protein, high-in-fiber Amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate covered on all the bars. And now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. They are calling it Built Bar Madness. And today's matchup is a pretty good one. It is Cookie Dough Chunk taking on birthday cakes. So you want to go check that out at BuiltBar.com. You can also vote on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. And remember, if you go to BuiltBar.com, you find something you like, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar out there.
Are you ready for the NFL Draft? You can join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sakema and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we don't have much time. I wanted to uh, bounce around the conference, but uh, we just have a couple minutes left. I wanted to let you guys hear this. Ole Miss had their uh, pro day yesterday, had some media availability, and was able to get in a question or two with Elijah Moore, the Ole Miss wide receiver, who, of course, is expected to go pretty high in this year's NFL draft next month. In fact, some saying uh, he could go back in of the first round after the likes of Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle, but uh, Elijah Moore's name will not be very far behind those guys. Here was a little bit of my exchange yesterday with Elijah Moore. Elijah, what's the biggest thing you learned about your game this past year? One, and then two, with the new coaching staff, was there anything particular you picked up from them that had you have this monster uh, career here this past year? Just feel like I picked up a lot, man. But in especially in specific, just the the capacity to hold plays, you know. Kiffin would allow me to learn one extra play, if whether it was the running back or he even allowed me to sit in meetings with other people, you know, with my quarterback, with my running backs, with my tight ends, just to learn football as a whole. I definitely used the quarantine as and just COVID in general as time to excel and learn football to where I, when I was in this position, I was knowing just as much as the scouts, you know, or even just close to it because the, the more you know, the faster you can play. And uh, what was the second question? I apologize. Just what, was there anything particular you learned with all, all all new coaching staff this year? Was there something particular you picked up from that this past year? Really, just with Kiffin, man, just learning football. You know, he he allowed me to actually see a defense now, and 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 now, you know, for example, when we're going to games and we play Bama, and there are linebackers playing so close, why the run is working? You know, just the the little small things where I wasn't seeing before. You know, I actually un- understood the saying: "See a little, see a lot; see a lot, see nothing." So it definitely made sense. That again, just a little bit of our conversation with Elijah Moore yesterday as he was meeting with the media uh, at uh, Ole Miss's Pro Day. And obviously some uh, some good times, once again, from some of the guys running at Ole Miss's Pro Day. One of the uh, takeaways, though, Kenny Uboa, the uh, tight end, had to pull up after uh, – Running his 40 time, had a little bit of a tweak to his hamstring, so they don't think it's that serious, but uh, Ole Miss may end up scheduling another pro day just for him to be able to run again and meet with the media, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Two other tidbits before we get out of here. Uh, Florida basketball, they uh, lost Trey Mann a couple days ago. He announced he's heading to the NBA draft, and now Noah Locke, one of their starting guards, has entered the transfer portal been a starter each of the last three years. He averaged almost 11 points per game this year. So, Trey Mann onto the NBA, Noah Locke to the transfer portal. And uh, speaking of the transfer portal, over on the football side of things, Florida offensive lineman T.J. Moore has entered the transfer portal. He's a former four-star recruit who was part of Florida's 2017 signing class. So, just a couple tidbits there, both out of uh, the Florida Gators. But that is going to do it for me, Chris Gordy. Again, you guys have fun watching the games this weekend. If you're an Arkansas and Alabama fan, best of luck to your teams. And if you're a fan of any of the other SEC teams, you may be rooting against both of them because you, know, you don't want to see your uh, rivals have success. That's going to do it for me, Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Get into some more spring football conversation next weekend. and Or next week, and on Monday we'll react to what happens with Alabama and Arkansas this weekend in college hoops. Talk to you guys next week.